Chapter 5, The Book The book was in remarkable condition. Every word was legible. It was written by an inexperienced hand and was obviously not done by anyone proficient in the language. We were lucky that one of our faculty was a return missionary to Norway and could translate for us. Written like a diary, it had many entries spanning many years. Its last date was November of 1810. The first entry began, My name is Heiter Gorson, son of Svar Gorson, and I was born in the year of our Lord, 1731. I have been a whaler and harpooner and at sea since the tender age of ten. My father was a ship's master and his father before him. Our family name is respected and honored wherever men of the sea gather. I have never dishonored our name and cannot do so now. To publicly proclaim what I have experienced would bring great shame to our family because I could not be believed. I was told by a man that I think could perhaps have been an angel that the sacred stone, for such I am certain it is, must be returned to the cave from whence it came. My life has been a great disappointment to me as a result of the stone's influence upon me. Misfortune followed misfortune until the day I promised my God that I would replace it. I have dedicated my entire life and fortune to try and return the stone, only to be frustrated time and again and again by the ice. I am nearly eighty years of age and no longer able to make the attempt. I came to possess the stone as an act of foolishness in my youth. In 1746 I was a crew member in my father's ship. We had made the dangerous voyage to the southern ocean in search of seals and whales. My father's ship was in need of repair, having been holed by ice and dismasted in a great storm. We found the great Weddell Sea nearly free of pack ice, and indeed great stretches of the shore was completely free of ice. We were able to beach our ship on high tide and turn it, exposing the hole as the tide receded. I have since determined that we were located at 77 degrees south and 33 degrees west and have never been able to get within 150 miles of that location since and have tried many times over many years. I have always known the longitude but was not sure of the exact latitude until after we had use of the chronometer and I had made several attempts. I am now very certain of the location. We were there for nearly a week, repairing and refitting the ship. Once the hull was repaired, we refloated the ship and stepped our spare mast. Once that was done, my father decided to give the hands a time of three days to rest, since the weather was fair and we had been at sea for several months with several more months to go before returning home. I came to love the beauty of the barren land. 
I decided to explore inland and to go alone, which was my nature. I packed food for two days and began my journey up a steep canyon that was very difficult to climb. I climbed for several hours before I decided that to climb further would be impossible. At that moment I saw a path of perfect flatness, extending back along the side of the canyon toward the sea. The path remained flat and level as the canyon fell away and got deeper. I followed the path and came to a round portal in the canyon wall about the height of a man. As I stood in wonder at the portal, the door of the portal slid up and revealed an opening in the canyon wall. I stood transfixed and was unable to run as I wished to do. I was young, foolish, and since nothing else happened, I was curious and went inside. I was afraid the portal would close behind me, but it did not. Inside there was a large room that seemed to be bare except for two identical columns that each held a holy stone cradled at the top by metallic fingers. These columns were about five or six feet apart and had a shorter column between them that held a large stack of metal plates secured together by rings. I touched the metal plates and learned that they were engraved with a kind of characters that I was unfamiliar with. I then touched one of the stones and it immediately began to glow. When I touched it again it glowed brighter. The third touch generated a glow that was as bright as the sun but had no warmth. The next touch put it out. I trust the reader has already experienced the great mystery of the Holy Stone. Its degree of brightness at each touch has never failed for nearly sixty years, and I believe that it has been so for thousands of years before I entered its realm of influence. Each of the stones responded the same way, and I found myself quite amused as I went from one to the other, touching each. Then I stood before the center column, and with each of the stones at maximum brightness, I found I could reach both of the stones at the same time. I'm a very tall man, or I could not have done so. The instant I touched them, they went out as I expected, but another event occurred that I did not expect. A second portal opened just behind the columns that I did not suspect was there. While my room was now dark, because I had touched the stones, there was light beckoning to me from beyond the new portal. While there was no force, I felt compelled to go in. From that moment to this, I have lived a different life. The wonders that I saw beyond the portal has given me a great depth of understanding concerning this earth we live on, Oh, I was foolish to go in and have paid a heavy penalty for doing so. Life cannot be normal when one has the knowledge that I was given. I was permitted to see what many prophets have seen. I know the devastation and calamities that are in store for mankind, 
But most of all, I know that God lives and governs in all is in his hands. My reading of scriptural prophecies from that point on in my life would bring up the scenes that I saw beyond the portal and I would understand them clearly. I have gained great renown as one with great understanding of the Holy Bible. While that is true, I learned so very much more that I dared not disclose. While I was inside the portal, I had no sense of the passing of time. It seemed like I was there for only a few hours, but when I returned to the room, I found the outside weather was very dark and stormy, indicating to me that I had been inside far longer. I knew I needed to hurry back to the ship, but it was so dark because of the storm that I returned to the outer room and took one of the stones to light my way. When I came to the shore, the ship was under sail and already several miles away, moving out to sea. I touched the stone to its greatest brightness to use as a beacon, and they saw it, and I was saved. I had been gone for five days, and they had given me up for lost. With the storm coming, they had to leave and get sea room. I was prompted to hide the stone from all on board the ship. When asked about the light they saw that rescued me, I feigned surprise. Finally, they decided it was a miracle from God so I could be saved. I never discouraged the superstition. The time I spent inside the inner portal forever changed my life. I can describe what I experienced and saw, but I cannot explain it. I saw the creation of the earth. I saw many of the great patriarchs of God's Bible and came to know of a surety that the holy book was true. I saw great wickedness and great wars. I experienced the lives of many people from many lands. I actually became these people and loved and laughed and hurt with them. I learned that our great ships are mere toys when compared to the mighty machines I saw. I was able to fly and saw that people could fly as easily as birds. I learned that our beach of repair in the Weddell Sea was actually part of a great continent, and not just an island, as we had supposed. I learned that this great continent of Antarctica, as we now call it, was once a fair and beautiful land, and was full of people and highly favored, with great cities and much commerce, and was in an almost un unbelievable tropical climate. The vision was much more than a dream. The stone is proof to me that it happened, but there is much more than just the stone. My memory is still very clear, but I have known from the moment I came out of the portal into the storm that I had gone where I should not have gone, and that I could never confide in anyone as to my experiences. While I could never deny the experience, I could never reveal it either. 
My people could never believe that such wonders of people being able to fly and of machines that were able to fly and, and the horrors of war that I cannot even describe. I saw whole cities and even nations destroyed as in an instant. I saw the world during the great flood. I saw the world before all the lands were divided. I saw the night lighted as though the sun shone, but it did not. I saw the great second coming of our Lord and Savior and the great and terrible devastations that occurred before that time. I could never be believed. I was not supposed to see it, and I am sure that celestial powers were disturbed because I was there. For twenty years I tried to find my fortune and found only poverty and disgrace. My family tried to give me every advantage, but I could not succeed with any plan regardless of the money invested in it. I married my childhood sweetheart, and we had two sons, who each became masters of family ships and successful in their own right. But I could not find success, and finally even lost the wife of my youth, who left me in disgust as I sank to lower levels of secret dishonor and dishonesty in my many quests. Twice in my life I was approached by a man I did not know, who told me I must return the stone. My life was miserable until I made a covenant with God that I would return the stone. Then my fortunes changed because I became very successful later in my life, as I tried to keep my promise. The Lord has favored me as I have tried to repent and undo the wrongs that I have done. I have married again late in life, but I married well, and have been favored with a large and happy family who honor me and honor their God. The first time I saw the man was shortly after I had obtained the stone. I put his message out of my mind and for years tried to become a proper heir of Sver Gorson. I became master of my own ship, but was never as successful as one would expect. I also tried several ventures tying me to duplicate some of the things I had seen beyond the portal, but failed miserably in all of them. My father was ashamed of me, and I was considered partially insane. At this time in my life, that strange man came to me again and told me that I must return the stone. It had been twenty years, yet the man appeared as a very young man and full of vigor. I changed the direction of my life, and the Lord blessed me as I did. On the third occasion, the strange man came to me, his message was different. This was nearly sixty years since he first appeared to me, yet his face and form were still that of a young and vigorous man. I was told that I had been forgiven because I had done all in my power to return the stone. He then told me to place the stone in a secure place and instruct my family to not disturb it until a prophet of God would come. They were to give the box to that prophet unopened. 
I am instructing my family that they are not to open the chest of the stone or to disturb it in any way until a representative of the Lord will come. I have no knowledge of when that may be, but I have been promised that such a prophet will come. My fear is that it may be many generations, so I have constructed a chest of such a design that it may protect the stone until that time. My home is large and very sturdy, and I have created a place within it to secure the chest. I now place it in the care and keeping of the Lord until he shall see fit to send his representative. If others are to see and experience what I have seen and experienced, then his prophet will know and proper permissions will be given.